Welcome to another edition of Your Impact Attack. That's right, it's Your Impact Attack. And what you're going to do with it is anybody's guess because we don't have a lot for you this week because TNA Wrestling doesn't have a lot for you this week. But, uh, you know, we're going to figure something out. If there was ever a good episode for an AMA, this is the one. So start getting your questions together now uh for us and who is us well i'm jamie williams sometimes known as a vet the vet he's a rip rogers guy the vet that 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 rip 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 rogers guy this is my tag team partner as always brandon who i'm tagging in brandon Besides uh, no TNA, what's going on? Man, I just, I, we'll get into this later. I'm just really frustrated. They put absolutely no effort into actually making a follow-up to their biggest show of the year. How do you drop the ball like that? Yeah, what, what, uh, now I know people love to say this kind of stuff, but can you imagine uh, watching WrestleMania or not watching WrestleMania and hearing about it. And then you turn on Monday Night Raw to see what's going to happen next. And all you see is what you already saw. Can you imagine that? Could you imagine like if this is an actual like pay-per-view that you plunked money down for and it wasn't the network. And then you turn on Monday Raw. It's like, oh, I didn't have to pay that money for it. All right. Uh, maybe it's a relief in that case. Uh, it, I'm sure, I'm sure it is, I'm sure it is great for the, uh, for the people that saw it, but, you know, some of those people may be here, uh, we have the C and the VBC, and, uh, we've got a couple of people here so far, and hopefully we'll see people file in, they might be curious to see what we might say when we're not given any content to work with, so who do we have with us right now? Let's see, chilling with us tonight is Lab Rat, Jerome Hall, Liz Biff, Javi Uchida. What's up, you guys? Hope you're having a great night. Whoop, whoop. All right. Well, it's got to be a great night if uh, they've got Impact Attack because we, I mean, we've also got, you know, uh, there's, there's, a, there's a football game going on, Monday Night Raw is going on, lots of excitement. Um, so, yeah, so let's, let's, let's start with that. We've already sort of touched on it but for anybody that wasn't aware bound for glory uh last weekend um big deal in chicago you know the name change reverted going back to tna wrestling according to scott demore screaming we're back in the microphone and some other stuff because i do have a little bit um on the show what little there was uh, what little new content there was so but um, so they have this and they get a buzz sort of going and then when it comes time for the new episode it's just a lot of stuff from Bound for Glory in fact mostly it's just some two entire whole matches as far as I could tell it's not like I was going to watch them so I couldn't tell you if they edited anything out of them 
but two whole matches, a scattered other stuff, and studio segments with Tom and uh, and Matt. So, yeah, way to capitalize on that hype, you know. Way to way to, and, and not only that, but you make the you make the change. You make a big deal out of the change. We're going back to TNA wrestling and you don't have anything on this episode that would let people know that this is any different. You don't even, it's a package show. So that means you didn't have to produce an actual show, but you still didn't change the packaging. It still says impact wrestling everywhere. So you couldn't even put logos. Now it's not like they changed it for like there was no plans to do it and then they just changed it on saturday they had to make uh i mean last saturday they had a um a movie they made about it where you kazarian fishes a box out of a lake and so that just didn't get done in in and uh filmed live or or broadcast and whatever they didn't make these last minute decisions so they knew that the tna change was coming probably for a while so they could announce it but not a while enough that they could have new graphics made for the first episode of this clip show so right off the bat anybody that you're not this is we were talking about what could it possibly mean to change the name or to do anything or what where what direction could this company go we're talking about that and wondering that, and we're kind of like, I, I guess maybe I don't want to speak for you, but maybe we're uh, giving them the benefit of the doubt in a way as we're saying these things, and then this is what we get for giving people the benefit of the doubt. So if there's a lesson to be learned here, never give people the benefit of the doubt. Always assume the worst. Tigers don't change their stripes, or leopards don't change their spots, or... TNA changes its name a bunch of times, but it's always the same shit. Um, that's just a huge, uh, it's like a huge misstep, a huge whiff. It's a strike, third st strike, strike out in the in the final game of the World Series type thing. So. Yeah, again, I don't get what they're trying to accomplish, what they're hoping to accomplish. It's it just doesn't really make that much sense. Like you've been impact wrestling for what is it now? Six years or almost seven. People have gotten used to it, and it's just like, well, you know, was, and, they, and they had their you know reasoning like, oh, international partners. You know, that's what they think of it as. And from everything that Jared's always said, like that's where they made most of their money was international deals. Mm -hmm. So why even change it in the first place? Yeah, that's an interesting point because so if indeed you are talking about international things and it's still being TNA wrestling in international uh, spaces uh does would that not mean are you do you mean to tell me you're not supplying them with the product that we've been getting like are you are you calling it impact wrestling and they're calling it tna 
if you're still giving them TNA wrestling, then why is it not branded as TNA wrestling now when you have a chance to rebrand it already on this first episode? Again, I said to ask the question of why do they even like rebrand it from TNA to Impact and it was bought in the first place? Like that that one really never made sense because like TNA is already it's established, it's known. Why would you even walk away from that? We don't know. We don't know. So um you know, like I said, we've got uh you know, we've got plenty of uh, airspace to fill. Hello to Piers Austin, the great Piers Austin. Um, so, you know, if you guys have anything else you want to talk about or any questions, you know, if it for uh, ask ask us anything is tonight is the night because, you know, like I said, we uh, we weren't given anything to work with um, at this point. Not I even guess, lemon. not even lemons. Not even a lemon. They threw a lemon peel at us. Like they thought we were a trash can and they just tossed the lemon peel at us and that's it. Um I I, I really don't know. Um so Liz says I'm wondering if it's the timing of the actual trademarks that are currently dead. Yeah. There's gotta be some kind of reason. I don't know if it's the bullshit reason that Scott Demore says. Um, if that's just hyping people up, you know, you, wrestlers can't be trusted. So, um, and I don't know if there has been a company statement as retro pointed out, like, I don't know if there's an official press release, nor would, who would know where to try to find an official press release from them? Who would they be sending a press release? What press is asking for a release? from this company who who would be asking them for anything right um so nick houseman yeah nick house do you think so I, this guy's gotten some big moments dude he's too busy trying to make moments with paul Heyman and cm punk to worry about impact wrestling uh but hey um yeah that's uh you know oh uh, Jerome with a with a question for us already. What'd you guys have for dinner? That's it. I haven't had dinner yet. Uh but uh I mean I don't know what I'll have. It's very exciting. It's an exciting time in the vet household. What about you, Brandon? Any dinner yet? I had uh chicken wings from this one place that the sun I've been seeing popping up lately, and I'm really enjoying it. It's like these like chicken wing places. But it's like eight but it's buffalo sauce with Asian spices in it. It's amazing. Hmm. Well, you want to shout this uh business out or yes, touchdown wings. Touchdown wings. All right. We're looking for a sponsorship, touchdown wings. <laughs> so if you'd like to uh get in contact with uh, Brandon here. <laughs> um so all right. So here, so here we go. We don't know. We're we're making a big deal out of rebranding, and we haven't done it yet. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of you would think part. you wouldn't even make the announcement, right? Until you're ready to move forward with it, right? Right. That would make the most amount of sense. Like, hey, we're we're back to this now, and that's actually not a horrible way to go off your biggest show of the year is with an announcement like that, and actually following through with it immediately instead of just like. 
oh, we're going to wait like two months. Yep. Yeah. Let's do another set of tapings. And... Yeah, I would. I wouldn't have even. I wouldn't have even made an announcement until I was ready to go. It's kind of like how, um, you know, the, just a smaller example, a personal example, right? Like, I don't want to advertise something and then not deliver it as a part of HMG. So any of the times in the past when I've had, you know, I've had guests or friends that I've brought on, you know, whether it's, you know, Mike Mondo or Vic from the Ascension or, um, you know, anybody like that, that I wanted to have on next level wrestling review, or even, a, a Pierce Austin here on the impact attack. I don't want to tell you guys, Hey, I'm going to have, we're going to have so-and-so like on the show and then something happens and then they don't show up. Like, I want to be as close to be able to confirm that as possible. Not only so it looks like that it doesn't look like that I don't deliver, but it also doesn't put any heat on them for not making a, a scheduled appearance, right? So always wait till the last, last minute to put those things together. And most of the time, I'll just let it be. I'll let you guys find out on the day, right? So... Um, that is what I do. And it doesn't even matter. Like, I don't think anybody, if, if I said, you know, Hey, so-and-so's going to be on this episode and then they didn't show up, you know, I don't think anybody would think I'm a fraud necessarily right off of the bat. But if I have a pattern of not delivering things, then, then I get a reputation and then people are like, Oh, that said he's going to have so-and-so on again. I will, I'll see it. I'll believe it when I see it. You know, those type of things, right? So even though I don't really think that there's high stakes and I don't really think that anybody would think any less if, you know, plans fall through or things happen, that's just a matter of personal integrity. So it's kind of weird if you say, you know, we're, we're TNA wrestling, TNA is back. And then the first thing you show me is that you're absolutely not back and nothing is different. You didn't even have new content for impact wrestling, let alone any rebranding, any new logos, anything like that. And again, like I said, it would be the perfect time since you're not doing it, since you've chosen not to, pro, you know, provide the results of your taping that you just did. Um, at least not for this week then you should have had nothing but time to just get this week's package show ready and have the logos and 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 graphics and whatever ready to go right i mean what's so hard about that i don't know uh but it makes you look stupid uh it immediately makes you look stupid it, it makes you look stupid that you have a clip show and that it's still impact wrestling so yeah i don't know yeah, but. just just the whole decision of how they have handled this whole thing since Bound for Glory. It's like, I, what what are they thinking? I I legit want to know what's going through their minds with the, when it comes to these decisions. Well, I mean, let's go. Let's let's take a look at what's going through their mind. Let's just do that. So, 
I got all set to to make notes for this show. I have a, a couple of notes. Um, so we can just we can just talk about it, and then if anything comes to mind as we're running through this, uh, then uh, perhaps that could spin us off in a tangent. Um, but anyways, if you guys continue to think of things to talk, <laughs> topics of conversation and questions. <laughs> that we can do at the end of the show. Um, so, th- of course, they start with a recap of Bound for Glory. Little do we know uh, that the whole thing was going to be a, a recap of Bound for Glory. And then they go into the uh, the Will Ospreay versus Speedball Mike Bailey match. The full match, as far as I could tell. Um, so, here's an example of what we were talking about. So, you'd have... You know, these pay-per-views, it's not like, you know, back in the day, if you were ordering on cable or satellite and you had a chance to order these shows and then you missed the window, you know, like it's on, let's say it's on a, a, a Saturday and then it, it, it runs like two or maybe twice in a row, like two, three hour blocks of pay-per-view. And if you, if you miss the first block if or if you come in in the middle and you buy it you'll get the replay too like so you can see what you missed and then after that you know in the in the pre-dvr days that's it you got to watch it and that was it and if you had a vcr or whatever and you recorded it you could keep it (laughs) that way but there was no official way of keeping the show uh so you kind of had to watch it when it was on and then you might get a replay on a tuesday right like they would do a tuesday night replay and then you had a second chance to order it especially after now you know let's say you had pay-per-view on sunday monday night raw then on monday night raw they talk about the pay-per-view and they give you a chance to to miss to 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 get what you missed on tuesday so you order on tuesday blah 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 and that was it and after tuesday that was it you wasn't gonna get another chance to order it right it's not like that anymore first of all if you're paying full price on cable for a pay-per-view anymore, then you're a moron because you have, you know, even if even if WWE has a pay-per-view on cable or satellite, that's going to be the pay-per-view price. What's a monthly subscription to Peacock? Like at most it's $10, right? So why would you not just sign up for one month of Peacock just so that you can watch that pay-per-view if that's what you're really doing? No, let's pay six times that. Right. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. The fact that anybody would even consider one, the going straight the direct pay-per-view over the Peacock subscription is completely mind blowing. Like mm-hmm. how I, I well, sorry, that's, well, you know, you know, international markets and, uh, that, that's you it, know, yeah. some, but uh so anyway i mean like if if you had the option yeah so the option now the way the the if you have um there are many ways i don't know how many but there's at least a few different ways to get uh an impact pay-per-view now and so like for example if you're just using the fight tv app you can order it on fight tv and if you have amazon you can order through amazon like on fight so it goes 
just like another Amazon purchase that way. So it's very convenient and easy to get a, the pay-per-view, whatever it would cost. I don't know what the fucking pay-per-view costs. 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 30 bucks, somewhere in between. And uh, at this point, you can order it right now. You could stop watching our show and go order Bound for Glory right now and watch it right now. So that being the case, if you had a hyped up match that people were looking forward to and people are coming out of, you know, people like Retro Rocket Review or whoever coming out saying Speedball Mike Baylor versus Will Ospreay is the greatest match or whatever and all these people are talking about it, now they can go and be like, well, shit, I would pay whatever to see that match, I guess. If these are some honest hardworking citizens you know that play by the rules and don't worry about piracy or things like that they could be like yeah i would pay to see that match and now they don't have to because you just gave it to them so there you go uh another brilliant business move i mean am i am i off base here not at all that's like that's like that's some shit I expect WCW to do in their stupidest, you know, thought processes. I don't ever remember them doing that. Oh yeah, they had to they aired the entire finish to Goldberg DDP at Halloween Havoc '98 on Nitro, or the entire match. Yeah, but that was because but that was they had to they had to do a make good because they fucked up on the timing of the show. Right. I, th- I can't remember specifically what one it was, but there was another time they showed like an entire pay-per-view match on Nitro. Oh, now I remember what it was. It was the uh, uh, DDP Malone versus Hogan Rodman. And there are a lot of people plunked down money to see that show. And the next time they air for free, it's like, I ain't giving them my money again. If they're going give to give a match like that away for free the next night. Mm-hmm. Which that's a larger thing in the industry that we're looking at now where it's like if you didn't see the show it doesn't even matter first of all if you don't watch raw smackdown whatever then crown jewel comes up you know this weekend do not worry you will be caught up at crown jewel they will make sure that you know every fucking thing that happened from then to now at crown jewel you will be served up packages and the announcers will be telling you you will not be lost let's put it that way not that their stuff is so complicated that they could lose you anyway but even under the assumption that you haven't watched wwe for months and you decided you want to see logan paul versus ray mysterio for whatever reason you go watch that show don't worry they'll catch you up and the st- uh, let me catch you up right now in case you did want to see that match. Uh, Logan Paul challenged Rey Mysterio for his United States Championship. That's the storyline. There you go. I caught you up. Two seconds. Uh, you're welcome. But the point is, um, they have uh, they have methods in place to make sure that the TV show is important. They're not important. And what does that do? That gives you, um, that trains you as an audience. I don't need to watch Raw. 
I don't need to watch SmackDown. That's not destination viewing every week. I can miss it. If I don't if if I don't feel like watching it, I don't have to watch it. There's no fear of missing it, and I can catch a clip or if somebody really really says something's good, maybe I just DVR it, watch it later if I have DVR or I can just go back and find it somewhere else. But you're not telling people it's hey, it's important that you plunk your ass on the couch from 8 to 11 or 8 to 10 or whatever it is to watch our show live the way that the NFL makes it seem like uh, it's important. You think the NFL just puts up all the best, you know, puts their whole games on like every, every chance they get? No, it's got to be like you're there, you know, like you had to be there first and then maybe like a week later, the NFL Network, which is a sort of a premium add-on to your cable and satellite packages, might show you a game, but that game is already days old by the time that they're showing it to you. So they they train you, you got to be there live to watch the game. And wrestling doesn't do that anymore. Wrestling was like, oh, you missed it? Don't worry. Here, you know, you don't have to be here to watch this. We, we'll, we'll show you. Here's a here's a highlight. Here here's a here's a package. Here's here's this, here's that. You don't have to be here. They're they're coddling you that you don't need to be there live. And so that's one of the reasons, one of the many reasons that the ratings are not what they once were. That's one of the reasons that Raw's doing a 1.5 instead of a 4.5 because you don't got to be there. You're not missing anything. It's okay. We'll catch you up later. Don't worry about it. And then here's here's Impact off the biggest show of the year saying, hey, you missed it? Don't worry. Here's the match everybody was talking about right out of the gate. You didn't even chronologically go through Bound for Glory on this episode. You just bounced around and skipped back and forth. I mean, if I didn't watch Bound for Glory, this would be good enough for me, right? pretty much yeah like oh shit i could have just watched impact and saved my money yep so there you go um but anyway yeah if you didn't watch it if you didn't watch the bound for glory great here you go uh right here on access tv you can see uh, osprey versus speedball uh and then they do highlights of the call your shot gauntlet okay then they do highlights of the Hall of Fame inductions. So you can see a little bit of Tracy, a little bit of the Tanae speeches, but just highlights. We're not going to do the full. That's something you could put. It, first of all, that's terrible. But if if you could, if you did want to put a full segment on these shows, you could do that because that part was not premium. That part was free. If you could go on YouTube, you could watch it right now. So... It's not like you're losing anything by putting that on the show because it's already free and available for people to watch uh, as part of the, you know, countdown show. Uh, but if you didn't want to watch that, then you tune in. That's like almost like a punishment for the audience, but it's the kind of punishment that lets you know, like, hey, should have watched Bound for Glory, shouldn't you have, old man, watching Access TV, right? Or, like that's or, what. <clears throat> Yeah, or what about, or maybe even with the Hall of Fame speeches, like show 
maybe a snippet of each and say, check out the full speech at our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, I'm saying, I'm just saying, if you're trying to fill a show that you didn't want to do, then you could put the whole things on there, and that's fine. Uh, at the very least. Um, but anyway, uh, so then they show ta- uh, little highlights of the Tag Team Championship match. And that is, of course, the ABC going ahead and winning the belts back from the Rascals. And then this was one of the pieces of new content on this show. They show ABC, uh, and they're in backstage, and they're wiping. They're trying to wipe the paint off of their the belts with like these, with like I don't know what it is, rags or paper towels. They're like trying to scrub the scrub the green paint off. And then they just you know do a promo where Ace Austin reflects on how far they've come uh, from you know their formation and how he won his first singles title at a bound for glory and now he's a tag team champion here at bound for glory and then uh chris bay says uh it's time to hit the shy town streets for a celebration it's just like a celebration except he puts his last name in the middle of it so so there you go there's your there's your new content treat if you're actually sitting here watching this uh, live, even with the uh, the announcers and stuff. Yep. And Retro Rocket Review was today years old when he discovered the Access TV was nothing but uh, like concert shows and stuff that are like, you know, for bands that our parents would know. Um... And then that gives you an idea. If you're actually watching Access TV, the ads they run give you an idea of what they think their demographic is of watching TV around that time. So, it might be time to look into life insurance, you know, for your loved ones. Uh, but, uh, all right, so next we have the... Uh, highlights from the knockouts championship match and then we get a new promo from trinity this is i guess backstage after just like the abc one uh where she says she felt that she hadn't fully earned her championship since mickey never lost it uh but now that she's actually um able to win against mickey she'll sleep better now and then they sort of, then they go back to uh, Tom and Matt in the studio and they say something about Turning Point and that uh, Trinity has already scheduled uh, an, another defense uh, of her title against Deanna Perrazzo. So I guess they're breaking it here. I didn't hear anything about this. Certainly there was no angle run because there wouldn't have been any time to run any angles or anything or whatever, but... Apparently that's happening. So breaking news, Deanna versus Trendy at turning point, which if I'm not mistaken, I think they said was going to be in the UK or something this time at some point, which is the UK even a real thing anymore? Are they united? I don't think they're united. I'm pretty sure uh, they're quite the opposite of united at this current uh, point geographically and politically. So, um, 
I don't even know what the UK means anymore. Are you just saying England? Is that just another way of saying England and making it sound bigger? And you're like out of touch with reality or what? Or is it one of the other countries? I don't know. I think like saying England kind of refers, throws back to the English empire when they actually used to rule the world. And now they're kind of about to just get completely devoured from within. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Liz thought Deanna's contract was up. Well, stellar reporting from the usual reporters of wrestling news. Uh, she's got at least one more booking. But uh, you wouldn't know that if you didn't watch this clip show. And that's just the level of professional that I am, damn it. I scrubbed the clip show to make sure there was no new content. Because I am a reporter of the people. Oh, wait, that's my co-host. No, he's the pundit of the people. I can be the reporter of the people now. He retired as reporter of the people. I'm the reporter of the people, the man with the plan. Big J here to stay to talk some Lucha Libre, which is your Spanish lesson for wrestling. But uh, you are not alone if you missed Bound for Glory. Uh, because a lot of people miss Bound for Glory. And it wasn't important to watch it because you can see the main event match, the championship match, Josh Alexander versus Alex Shelley for the Impact Championship. In full, right here on Access TV. Make Foley cheap pop. Hey, remember when uh, like the superstars after WrestleMania 3 in the middle of the show, they said, hey, we're going to do Hogan and Andre full match here you go yeah i don't think they ever did that even when they could have <laughs> it could be 25 years later it's like best of wrestlemania i still don't think they put that match on tv Mom, they probably did but not at any not at any time close to back when it aired put it that way and, and yeah and it, that would have been that would probably would have been a horrible decision to throw that on again, kind of free TV because you could have still gotten money from the videos and replays. Yep. Yep. Well, hey. Uh so yeah, so if you didn't see that match, here's your chance. Uh and then but of course it's just as I mean, if you're going back to watch this episode of Impact to watch this full match. You might as well go back and just watch the whole Bound for Glory because you're probably going to get it the same way. <laughs> I definitely went to the same website to watch both. So, uh, yeah. Uh, then we get highlights of uh, Saban and Kenta. And then they show us the TNA movie they made. Um, you know, the uh, Kazarian from the Black Lagoon and all this shit. And then... The, I... I still think that that leg is supposed to be a reference to the leg of reincarnation. They just can't use that because the Hardys aren't there right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Sure it is. Um, and then uh, we they show the part where he's saying, like, we're back. Scott Demore's in the ring. We're back. Throwing the microphone down. Uh, and then they show the locker room reaction, you know, while he's saying that. It's everybody just sitting there and they're like applauding and it seems like a very 
Okay, we're going to shoot a thing where you guys are applauding when he says this. Is, is the energy I got from that? Um, so, yeah, there you go. And then they cut back to the ring and they show us part of the speech that was not on the air. So Scott Demore spiked the microphone and then just went and picked it back up and said this <laughs> is basically what happened, I guess, if we're... If we're reviewing what actually happened at the time, he had to throw the microphone down real hard and then just go pick it up and then start talking again. Um, and, you know, his speech it involved a lot of, like, screaming names and stuff. People like Jeff Jarrett. People like Dixie Carter. You know, and then and he said, you, like, we thought this, we thought they'd let this go, but you fans never let this go. You chanted TNA everywhere we went. Or, you know, whatever. So. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was the reasoning. The reasoning was that the fans never stopped believing it was TNA, so they're bringing it back. So uh, how long have just, you know, not even just me, let's just say... You and I, when you joined the Impact Attack review crew back with Colin and everything, like how long has that been? At least two years. About two years. All right, so we're we're coming up on a two-year anniversary, if not past it. How many TNA chants do you remember the crowd doing the entire time we've been watching? Uh, somewhere between zero and zero. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like I would have remembered if it happened more than once or if it happened enough times close enough together that, uh, you know. But I'm sure because we, one thing we do know about this production staff is that their audio is always on point, right? Like, there's never any gaffes or uh, feed issues or there's never any sort of audio issues with impact wrestling so if they were chanting tna surely they must have like digitally removed that from the audio right like they probably were doing it live in those arenas and then they just made sure that we couldn't hear it you know like they bleeped it out, right? Because the WWE is good at that too, right? They're the WWE always nails it whenever somebody's like, you know, using bad language or if the crowd is chanting a foul word or something like that. They always sync it up perfectly with the crowd, and we can never hear what the crowd is chanting. And they do it in a way where we don't lose the rest of the audio from the show, so that they just extract those words from the audience so if the audience are saying you fucked up and the wwe wants to bleep it on monday night raw they get it perfectly and every the show just goes on as normal but they just isolate that crowd sound of them saying fucked and then they just remove that from the live broadcasts and it's never a problem right like we know as wrestling companies that they're infallible when it comes to just digital uh removal of things so these crowds were probably just chanting TNA the whole time and they just removed it 
digitally so we couldn't hear it at home because i have i i haven't been to a tna show live i I don't know if you have but yeah i don't know so in case you couldn't tell i've been sarcastic for the last three minutes um i nobody was chanting tna nobody on television anyway Maybe if they're on house shows or something that nobody sees. Oh, do they run house shows? I don't think so. I really don't know. It seems like they just do tapings and sets of tapings. So um, I don't really know if what Scott Demore is saying is true. Far be it from a wrestler to exaggerate or make things up completely, but I really don't know. Now, I do know that people lazily just continue to refer to it as TNA much in the same way some people that are completely out of touch with wrestling still say WWF unironically because that's the last time they thought about it was when they could have seen possibly Hogan versus Andre for free on television. Uh, So that's, uh, you know, perhaps that is the case there, but, you know, I really, I, I, I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. Um, Speaking of TNA's production values, I was there live during lockdown 07 for the electrified cage match. It was so much worse in person. Like this is such fake phony bullshit. Nobody's buying this. So what did they do? Do you remember what they did for the broadcast where, where they, they, where they try to manipulate it? Basically, like the lights went out and you heard, and like a buzzing, like a came over, sound over the loudspeakers. And then whoever was holding the case, whoever had their hand on the case, started like shaking like he was getting fried. Like, oh, come on. Come on. Well, you heard it, guys. Come on. Come in. I mean, come in. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, that, that, that's basically the episode. That's the episode you got, um, some studio segments and a couple of like promos that were taped after, like at bound for glory. You know, we got the post-match, uh, which I'm a fan of doing those things on the show, you know, like what we talked about, we talked about how, uh, they won those tag team championships and they got there. There was like a 30 second celebration time before they go into the, the Osprey and Bailey package. So it's like, yeah, they won the tag team championships anyways, you know, not very, not very respectful of the new championship, which shows you what the titles mean. Right. And then later on we get this little post-match thing where they're trying to clean the belts off. So that could have been something that you actually had on the show to give things a little bit of time. But that's sort of one of the things like when you notice about wrestling as compared to other sports or especially combat sports, when UFC has a card with like five fights on it, um, it's five fights, but that shit still goes for like three hours. Even if the fights are like quick, quick knockouts in the first round, 
like then you might get under three hours if you have a night where five fights go the full 25 minutes it's over three hours but it's usually around the three hours the question is how much filler do they have to do in between so it's imagine like somebody getting knocked out in the cage and winning a championship and then they're just like all right get out no post-match interview no no you know no official announcement no you know no anything just just get out we got to get another fight in here it, it's it, it or they just start playing another package and you don't get to hear like the post-match interview it, it, it just they give things time is what i'm saying you need to give if if you are trying to make a championship in a wrestling company mean anything then you have to let it breathe when somebody actually wins a belt there like it's supposed to mean something you know let the crowd digest the fact that you have new champions let them celebrate or boo the new champions let let people react and let things give things time you know and and try to format your show in a way that you will have time for those things even if other things go long you know, it would be better to go short than to go too long. Let the audience get their feelings and emotions out before you just hit them with something else. Right. I mean, formatting is a huge issue. Uh, again, industry-wide. Like, you will not find a wrestling program that has a good format. It's. I'm sorry, it just doesn't exist. There's no good formatting. And the WWE used to do a thing in recent history where uh you know you'll hear how many times will you hear jim Cornette on his review say so they went two minutes and went to the break like if that's a drinking game while you're listening to a Cornette podcast where if you take a shot every time jim says they fought for two minutes and went to a break um then you'll have alcohol poisoning after like an hour of listening um so they were like, oh, we can do better than that. Uh, starting with the NXT Halloween Havoc episode and continuing on to like, you know, the episodes of SmackDown and Raw, they'll start a match and they'll go to commercial like 30 seconds in. Why not at that point? Why not format it to have the commercial break before the match even starts? Why indeed? I'll tell you why. Because they think, for whatever reason, there's probably some analytics or something telling them that this is a good idea. So whatever that, whatever the reason is, they think it's like, oh, if we start the match and then go to break immediately, then they're going to stick around to see uh, what's going to happen because the match just started, I think is is must be their thought process in reality you have to stop acting like people are still watching tv like normal you know y that wouldn't have even worked at the height of it right like you would you know in, in attitude era vince and ed would do it where you'd see austin on his way to doing something and then they go to the break right so you want to come back and see what Austin's going to do, but he didn't start doing it yet. Imagine if uh, he went in the hospital and hit Vince McMahon with the bedpan, and then they were like, oh, we got to go to break. 
like right in the middle of the beating, you know, you're just and, not. And you also had some of the greatest storytellers of, in announcing of all time who kept you hooked and kept reminding you, Hey, Austin's still here. He's still, he's still got to come later. He could show up at any time. Yeah. So I don't know who's in charge of the formatting. I really don't. Um, it's going to get, the blame is going to fall on triple H for them. For WWE, I mean, uh, it's going to be that, you know, so, but I guarantee you Triple H is not sitting there writing a format. Like people think that Triple H is really sitting here writing a script for Monday Night Raw. No, he's fucking not. He's never written a script for anything in his life. I don't even know if he could spell. He's booking a card. Right. If that, you know, head of creative to me in a company that big means I got to approve it and have meetings and go over it. But this is your job. Me, you being the writing staff, you know, like the other, you know, the, the heads of the other, like heads of creative, like with respective shows, like whoever still works there, I don't fucking know. Um, but it's those guys job to deliver me a show. And then I have to approve what they've done. And maybe if I have an idea while I'm reading it, I might contribute that idea say, can we do this? And then they may be able to make a change. Vince McMahon was doing that the day of, but he still was probably not writing a script from scratch unless he tore up an entire script and then he had to come up with one. But he still had an entire staff handing him a script to rip up first. He has to have something he doesn't like before he can then write something he did. Otherwise, why doesn't he just write the whole thing by himself and fire everybody? So I think what's happening with Triple H is they format this show, however, and he looks at it and he may have his input on it. And then he goes, all right, well, we'll, here's what we're doing. And then if he doesn't like a bunch of stuff on it, he's probably not ripping it up. He's probably saying, all right, well, we'll do this this week and then we'll try to fix this for next week. Because what that does is it gets your show out there. It keeps the morale somewhat high as far as like your creative team is concerned because you're not ripping shit up in front of them. And then you can have your meetings and discuss the things that you didn't like afterwards and we'll try again next week. It's not like this is some sort of life and death situation, making a wrestling show, right? If they give you a shitty show, just shoot the shitty show and then try to fix it next week with a new, better show. You don't just try to rush something else out. That's going to end up just as shitty because it's rushed. Right. Right. You can, you can fix the holes and fix the mistakes next week. Continuity problems are way worse. Yeah, way worse. So, yeah, I, uh, so, you know, who knows what it is in Impact? The only thing we do know is they have three shows at a time that they shoot at whatever time that is. So they may shoot a bunch of stuff and then write the formats around what they shot. 
like all they they shoot matches and vignettes and then they have to put it together and that's apparent because we've seen uh how some of these shows end up where we have continuity questions like okay well why did you do this uh why did you do this pre-tape when you already did this on the show or whatever so it's not um basically yeah, yeah, the tapings are basically yeah the tapings are essentially shoot every shoot a bunch of content and put it together like frankenstein's monster yeah that's that's all that's a different that's a different work problem you know um but i guess how do we get off on that tangent i think it was was, was it something related to them having time to make a make a a change with the tna thing and the graphics maybe not i, I want to maybe i don't know <laughs> i don't know we don't know we don't know anything um but uh yeah i don't uh, so hopefully next week now we already i'm pretty sure they actually did things um after bound for glory because i heard some results already of what happened i think they did have tapings after like the night after but they're not airing this week because cm that's where cm punk showed up Mm-hmm. right he didn't show up to a bunch of nothing and he didn't show up to bound for glory so he had to show up for something not that he's going to be on these so don't get your hopes up if you're hearing about this for the first time do not think that you're going to catch him uh on bound for glory or i mean the impact tapings or the tna tapings or whatever tapings there are and that's the other thing if they were all set up with all the impact stuff from bound for glory and everything it still says impact and they just make the tna announcement at the end with one logo over hard to kill do you really think that anything else on this show is going to be ready to go it's going to be impact for everything they do for the next two weeks right so yeah that that again i one of the most baffling decisions i've seen them make is like the the brand change and you're not ready to go immediately yep well you know sometimes with the uh pwc boys we give the show a letter grade I, could, I I would give this a uh, 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 what, what was the what was the grade below an F like incomplete or something like that. I'm gonna give it an N E. No effort. No effort. N E as in uh, N E one can crank this shit out, fuckers. Um. Yeah, All just right, put, well, in a, put in a tape and hit play, essentially. That's it. All right, well, it's last chance for Ask Us Anything. So let's go back. I'll go back in the chat and see all the questions that we may or may not have gotten, whether they were uh, directed for an AMA or not. Um, we already answered the dinner question, the hard-hitting dinner question. Um, let's see. We have uh, some, some snavits mm, gimmick. Um, well, yeah, no questions. Oh, well, here's a question. Uh, 
Retro Rocket of US. Do you care that Fear the Walking Dead series will be ending on November 19th after eight seasons? Or Doom Patrol ending after four seasons on November 9th? No. I can't even believe that Fear the Walking Dead ran for eight seasons. Like, here, hey, you guys know that show with the characters and the zombies? Um, well, here's none of those characters, but some zombies. You want to watch that? Eight years later. And there's still spinoffs. And supposedly movies coming. No. But just like, uh, just like the rotting, rotting corpses, you know, in the walking dead. The entire franchise is a shambling, rotting corpse, and I guess people are still watching it enough that they keep wanting to put production into this while other things are getting canceled, like Doom Patrol. And Warner Brothers will be quick to cancel something. They'll cancel something they're already finished with. They don't care. You know, like, like Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League. Yep. Or or the Batgirl movie or whatever that was like oh it's done I don't care we ain't we ain't gonna make our money back off that it's like you know you know what the world needs Blue Beetle that'll turn our fortunes around Fire Superman bring get me Blue Beetle is Vince McMahon running Warner Brothers too like yeah yes um. Yeah, as for the, uh, so another thing Retro pointed out is the heart icon in the chat, which is so that you can give real-time uh, reactions like Instagram, you know, and Facebook. So, like, if you were to do a Facebook Live or you ever seen those, you would see people doing the, the reaction emojis and stuff, and it would, like, float up, like, the little hearts and and smiley faces float up and everything, like, while the show is live. So you click on it to react to everything live. And um, I can see it happening now. People are doing it. Uh, so that's so that's what that's for. But it does kind of, uh, you know, it does kind of like cover up the bottom corner. So if there's like a word that goes too long or like a sentence that goes too long, like you might not be able to see the word until you scroll. It's a very difficult problem, I know. You know, for the people who are blessed to have the internet, it's hard to not see part of a word sometimes. So, I I, I hope that you guys will make it through. Um, what is your thoughts on the, if you had any, on The Walking Dead or Doom Patrol or any other canceled shows? Uh, sorry to say I never watched any of those. I'm not sorry. You did the right thing. Um... So, all right. So let's see. Liz says incomplete. Yeah, it's it's an I for incomplete. <laughs> Jayhawk gives it a W as in Y. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, are you a candy house or a lights out house? I'm a lights out house, but it doesn't matter anymore. Lights can be on. People don't trick or treat in my neighborhood anymore. I see less and less people doing it every year. Is it like that where you are? Unfortunately, yes. I, I kind of miss, like, I mean, for me, it just brings back better times. 
And I just kind of miss that little reminder every year. Yep. At some point in the past, I don't know, what would you say, 60 years, we started raising a generation of serial killers, kidnappers, uh, those kind of like fucked up people. Um, because the eighties was the last time I remember where people were too scared to let their kids go outside. And that's when a lot of this shit really started to take off. Like you started to really hear about more people going missing all the time. Like, so I'm thinking like the, 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 these would be like the children of what would you say? The greatest generation era, like the world war two eras, children would have grown up to be these, like they had been there. The boomers. Yeah. The boomer era. Start getting vans and telling kids, Hey, your parents asked me to pick you up and all this shit that we started hearing about when we were younger. Right. So, so as a result, I feel like you see less and less of those type of things where communities were safe enough that kids could play outside and, and everything. Remember it used to be when the streetlights come on, you got to get home. Yeah. Yeah. And that's usually, and it, at one, you know, that used to be because it was time for dinner. Not because you were going to get swiped. Um, favorite dinner. God, what's a favorite dinner? Um, I, I don't, I don't eat as much, uh, so it's still sort of a treat to me, but like anytime I can, you know, have a nice pizza or whatever, I enjoy that. A good pizza hits the spot every now and then, but I don't get to, well, I, I purposely don't eat it as much as I really want it. So you can never usually go wrong with a nice pizza. What about you, Brandon? What, what would you say is a favorite dinner for you? Oh, if you get the right pizza, there's no, there's nothing bet nothing that beats the best, the right kind of pizza. All right, so two pizzas. Um, and then you throw like the right like appetizers and sides with it. Oh, yep, yeah. I mean, and so at this point in life, I'm a one person, one pizza. <laughs> like, if you have a large pizza, I could probably eat it. Um, so I don't have room for sides or desserts or things. I guess that's gonna be it. Um, that's probably not good either. I shouldn't be able to eat a large pizza, but yeah, but yeah, other than that, uh, I don't know. I don't really look at, I, I've looked at food differently. Um, I'd say the, the lat, the, the latter half of my life, I looked at food differently. It's more like a means to an end. Like it'd be like asking somebody for me, it'd be like asking somebody, what's your favorite gas to put in your car? <laughs> like, I, who cares? Uh, 
so I, I try to look for nutritious food to use for fuel the way it's intended and i don't enjoy it as much i don't i sacrifice things i enjoy and anytime i indulge in things that i do enjoy like you know what life is too short i'll just eat whatever i want and not worry about health then i always end up feeling like shit. so it's like well here you go you can either like how it tastes or like how you feel you don't get to have both for the most part um for the record, Liz had uh, a steak sandwich with chimichurri, pickled red onion, roasted red peppers, and field greens today for lunch with her bestie. One of her ten besties took her out. And uh, when all these besties find out about each other, there's going to be a battle royal, I think. <laughs> She's got a local bestie, a distant bestie, a midtown bestie, um, a state bestie, uh, international bestie. Virtual bestie. Uh, let's see. Four, <laughs> she says, I have four besties. They serve different purposes. You can't, you can't have four bests. There's one best. Not the, uh, not the retail chain. That's not around anymore. You guys remember best? There's a, I'll ask you guys anything. Remember best? The store. I don't know if it has any relation, but the ones that were in my area when I was younger were replaced by uh, Best Buy. So I don't know if Best changed into Best Buy or if they just were replaced with it as an ironic coincidence. But it would be like... It was kind of like a... I think it was an electronics favored department store, but they had like, I think they had a little bit of everything. Dude, uh, I walked into a Best Buy the other day on delivery. I hadn't been into a Best Buy in years. My first reaction was like, when it's become just an appliance store. It was a little sad, wasn't it? Did you get an air of sadness going in there? Extremely sad. Like, oh, where, where's the computer stuff? Where's the CDs? I don't they're they're just de the delaying the inevitable. Yeah, where's the videos? They're just delaying the inevitable, dude. Like they're, they're not going to be around much longer. They're just struggling to hang on. You know? Like it's what it was like when uh I remember when the Kmart started closing down and they had one that was like doing like one of those, you know, everything must go sales because we're shutting it down and just going in there was just so sad and pathetic not only just the place itself and what they had left but the people that were there you know it's like what am i doing here i need to get the hell out of this building jerome that's where i got my super nintendo that's right. when very super first nintendo. came out super nintendo sega genesis when i was dead broke man i couldn't picture this circuit city Yep, Circuit City's gone. Mm. Then, um, yeah, there's there's lots of stuff that go out of business. We could talk about stuff going out of business for a whole other podcast, but I think you know we've done enough to uh, give the people what they pay their channel attitude 
five dollars for we did the best we could with zero content uh i want to say zero content maybe two percent content they did give us a couple promos and a you know a little extra little extra behind the scenes footage of scott demore screaming people's names that used to work at tna so that's nice but um but yeah we will uh we will let you go we will respect your time if you've been here live we appreciate you for stopping in so much uh don't forget it's going to be the same time every monday whether tna impact whoever has a show or not we're going to have a show for you so uh you know anytime you want to stop in and hang out and uh, ask us things or talk to us about things or reminisce about closed retail chains um we'll be right here uh if you want to do that in other places perhaps uh brandon where can they find you as always, I'm usually on Twitter, or as they call it, the kids call it these days, X at Transarchistia. I am also on Twitch at Miss Tia the Transarchist, and I am also on Substack at HMG Brandon. All right. And you can find me on all those places and more, except, well, I don't have any Substack. <laughs> but if I did, if I was on Substack, it would be at Opinion Haver. Okay. That's my one tag. Uh, I don't use other tags for other things. I'm at opinion have everywhere. So if you don't say, hey, vet, what are you on? Blah, blah, blah. It's opinion haver. If it's not, I'm not there. So at opinion haver everywhere that you want to get a hold of me. Um, if you want to uh, see me talk about other wrestling, you can watch uh, the Next Level Wrestling Review with myself and Big Ray Hernandez every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern live. And if you tune in this week, you will not see Big Ray Hernandez, but you will see Jimmy T from the PWC, where we will be talking about night two of Halloween Havoc for NXT. And it's going to be spooky. Not really. It's going you know, but Shotzi and Scarlett will be dressed up as something. So uh, if nothing else, you know, you can check that out or just follow their Instagrams. And then you don't have to watch NXT. You could just see them post pictures of what they dressed up as. Um, if you want to hear me talk about uh, AEW wrestling, then we have the wreckage every Sunday at the same time, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern with myself, Jimmy T and uh, uh, Chris Ams. That's uh, Lambs and Noel or bullshit first thing in the morning. Um, so we've got... You know, we've got our AEW work cut out for us there, and we discuss how Collision has taken a huge slide ever since that the guy that the show was built around was unceremoniously fired for the least offensive thing you can do in pro wrestling, uh, which is rough a guy up. Um, but hey, you know, uh, they've got, uh, I don't know, what, what do they got? AEW, what does AEW got? Uh, so whatever they got, you can hear us talk about that. And that's pretty much it as far as the wrestling is concerned. Um, you can definitely, uh, if you want more wrestling than just that, we can, you can go to wrestling with Rip Rogers on their YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button, smash that like, hit the notification bell, do all that stuff. Because if you do that, then you will see that they've sort of changed their format 
And instead of going to a commercial break or an ad break after 30 seconds on the air, what they like to do is they like to do an hour of Q&A where you guys can just ask Rip Rogers questions. And why wouldn't you want to do that? Because that always goes exactly how you expect it. But in the second half, they've been bringing on people for interviews. So you get to see uh, one half of the Fantastics um Bobby Fulton was on uh, this week with the guys. And so they had a nice interview. And then the week before that was uh, former WWE Tag Team Champion Mike Mondo. Of course, my original trainer, Mike Mondo, was on there talking about his pet peeves. He had a list of 20 pet peeves, and he got halfway through the first one in the hour. Then, previous to that, you all know from Netflix... Uh, hit series wrestlers uh, about OVW Hollywood Haley J was on with an hour for with Rip Rogers and you can find out uh, you know what it was like when she first met Rip and what did he say to her or her mother uh, you definitely want to check out wrestling with Rip Rogers then um, you want to check out Stevie Richards obviously I mean if, if you're just so star for wrestling and you need more content you could just watch actual wrestling but I, I would venture to say that some of the people are putting out better content that's wrestling related than the actual wrestling companies now and so with stevie richards today you can find out all about rick flair's figure four leg lock that's his latest video on youtube and on his patreon he's got a match uh from, for the X Division title with him and Jay Lethal that you may want to see him breaking down. So he's got his different content on Patreon and YouTube. You can get early access on Patreon to the YouTube content, but you're not going to be able to get the Patreon content on YouTube. So it's worth checking out. See if you want to support Stevie Richards. The list is growing. Um, and so then besides that, of course, he's got his fitness channel, Stevie Richards Fitness, still putting up reviews telling you about the best air bike uh then you got um you know what else is he doing too much stuff big big fitness show podcast like he's he's got all this stuff in addition to doing the raw and smackdown review every week on channel attitude uh with the russo brand and ben hameen so you see ben hameen and steve richards talk about smackdown then you see vince russo join those guys and they all talk about raw um, I never miss it. It's always a fun time every week with those guys. So don't you miss it. Sign up. Channel attitude. Enough freeloading. We give you all this content for $5. It's definitely worth more than a TNA pay-per-view. So um, with that being said, I don't think I could plug any more or any longer. So for Brandon, I'm the vet and I don't have a sign-off line. 